everyone. This is M4G Advocacy Media. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. Uh, welcome if it's your first time here and thanks for being with us. And we're here with our guest, uh, Randy Lee Bosla, and she's going to tell us a bit about her journey and about her son with autism and all that stuff. Um, hi, Randy Lee. Hello. Um, so go ahead and tell us a bit about uh, your journey. Feel free to start where, wherever it makes sense for you. All right. And I'll try not to blabber on. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my son, he is now 16. So it's been a very long time. Um, he was diagnosed with autism when he was eight. Um, so my son is transgendered and bef before he was diagnosed, so he came out when he was grade seven, which is four. So he was about 12 when he came out. So I only mentioned that because with autism, um, oftentimes girls are diagnosed much later. And so he, um, presenting as female at the time was diagnosed when he was eight, as opposed to, um, earlier anyways. So it was a lot of ups and downs and, uh, he's been to, I, I'd have to actually stop and think and count how many schools. So, um, the school just kind of kept going, this is a better class. This is a better class. And then every every year it felt like they were putting him in a different school because nobody wanted to deal with him with the school. So um, we've homeschooled. So now we're doing a combination of homeschool and school. So he doesn't actually physically go to school, but we finally got to a point with the school that they are giving him the work at home and then able to do it from home. Um, and that was a huge struggle because it kept going, well, you can't do work at home. How do I know that he's not cheating? I'm like, well, it's either that or he doesn't do anything. So what do you want? <laughs> so we, we've been lucky that way because I've heard some huge horror stories from other parents that they haven't been able to get to that kind of agreement with their school, which is good. Um, and it took a long time. And it's only because of this school with this VP that it's actually happening. The other schools, they were nope, nope, nope. So it took a long time. Um, but going back pre-diagnosis, the whole reason that we were going to the doctor. So he always seemed a little bit different. Like you would talk to him and he'd just be kind of in his own world. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm in my own world all the time, but people were noticing like teachers. When I say people, teachers were noticing and teachers love to, to push kids to go get diagnosed with things. Um, but anyways, so he was, he was kind of struggling a little bit socially, um, in, in grade three, he was kind of parallel playing with the other kids instead of like actually interactively playing with them. Um, and parallel playing is more what you would see at, at a toddler age than at, um, a grade eight age or age eight. Um, yeah. And so that, that was kind of a red flag. Um, he's had a speech delay. He's been to speech therapy in kindergarten. So just another red flag. Um, he's got some fine motor skill trouble. Um, not that that was really noticed until grade seven, um, because he loves to draw 
but when he writes or draws or whatever, he doesn't like when we, we do it, we use just like our finger in our hand. He would move his whole arm to do it um, because the fine motors in his hands just weren't, I don't know, not that they weren't working, but whatever the, the word is I'm searching for. Um, and so, yeah, it, then it started in grade eight or keeps in grade eight, age eight. Um, it started where he was having a lot of meltdowns at school. That was like the biggest buzzer going off was that all, all the way up to that point, there was just those little red flags. Um, but then it was like, oh my God, why are you having this meltdown at school? Why are you screaming? And I can't calm you down. Like what is going on? Um, and a meltdown is very different than like just a temper tantrum. Temper tantrums are like somebody says no. And th so you throw a little fit, but a meltdown is, I have no idea what's happening, but you are still throwing a fit in a way. Um, and so at school it was being very overwhelming. He was bullied a whole bunch. And so he was having meltdowns. I was being called a lot to go and pick him up from work. Um, I had to actually take leave of absences from work because I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't take care of what he needed and go to work full time. Um, and so basically long story short, even though that's a very long rambling story, I'm so sorry. He uh, eventually received his diagnosis of autism and eventually started getting supports. Um, still a long journey, still lots of doctor trips, but uh, he's doing much better now. Good. Great. Um, okay. So I know the whole concept of euphoria enters in the whole trans world, but also adding a disability onto it. What was that like? It must have been really especially hard for him and then for you as well. Um, so I'm not sure exactly. I know that he he's told me a few stories about when he was going to school, some of the kids were picking on him when he came out as trans. Um but my son is very vocal. Oh my goodness. He never stops talking. So, um, I'm going to say we're lucky in that way, lucky even though sometimes way. I <laughs> want to like put earmuffs on cause he talks so much, but we're lucky in that well, way because he can tell us what's happening. Um, so when he came out for like, at least us in the house, we're like, okay, so what does that mean for us? Like, it, it doesn't, change anything for us other than I have to say he him I have to call him love like it it doesn't change who he is um right. so it wasn't it wasn't a huge change for us here at the house um you could definitely see like a shift in him after he came out that was kind of relief like okay I've said it it's okay right. Um, I'm not disowned. Um, and yeah, so I can't really speak a heck of a lot to that only because I think we were so accepting like, okay, so let's go. Well, what do you need us to do? Um, but he has told a few horror stories about some of the kids at school, um, right. being it's really more, mean about it. Yeah. It's more detrimental in society and how other people treat you for being different, whether it be disabled and or trans. So uh, whether you're accepting of it or not, I mean, at home, obviously, you're going to have the 
So most of the time you're going to have the support, right? Yeah. But when you get out in the world and when you're dealing with that, you know, what that must have been really challenging. Yeah, I, like I said, he's he's told a few horror stories about it, but luckily he has found some really awesome friends. Um, they're mostly all online. He he has a couple in I don't want to say real life because online is real life, but like in person. Um, but he has some really good friends online that he's had for a few years now, and so they just accept him the way he is, disability, trans, whatever else. Um. So that's been really, really good. And he's kind of found his community of other kids that are also trans. So that makes it easier. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things you have to find your community. You have to find the people that you match with. Um, And he's now speaking up about it. So he actually was asked by our local Crime Stoppers to be a part of this um, presentation like they're doing this whole day so our crime stoppers has an elder abuse program specifically and so this and it's been going on a few years so this year they're going to also bring in transgender so a lot of especially for the older community my region has a lot of older community we're we're quite the retirement area um so they are bringing in the trans and how when you're an elder and you're trans or any part of that LGBTQ two S plus it's, it's changed. I'm, I'm, I know. <laughs> I say when, like, uh, what, what were the letters again? What do we need to add now? Yeah. You know? Well, that's just it. Like I am so used to when uh, growing up LGBTQ, that was what it was. So <laughs> Uh, that flies off the tongue and then the rest of it I kind of have to stop and think I'm like I know there's other things in there um and so yeah so they asked him if he would be involved in the day and so he could talk about coming out and being trans as a younger person and then they're also going to have like a a middle age and then they're going to have an um an older person I'll talk about it so they can see the stages and the event is to speak to healthcare workers that work with the elderly so that they can understand the different kind of stages going through um, and how being trans can affect them. So I thought that was super cool. Um, And he's been working on his little speech. I think he's got like five or 10 minutes to talk. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Oh, you were also speaking when we were having the pre-interview you had said he's just started doing the the gift boxes. Yes, yes. So, um, he, yeah, it's going it's going all right. It's it's going a little slower than I would have thought it was. Um, organization and time management are not his forte. <laughs> um, executive functioning there that can be difficult. So, um. Yeah, he to give everyone else who's listening some context so they know what we're talking about. Uh, last year for math class, he had to do a Dragon's Den project and came up with this business idea for tra- transgender reveal boxes. And mm-hmm. so I said, wow, that's that's super cool. Do you want to like actually make it a business? He goes, okay. So he actually has made it a business. It is a, a registered business. He has a website, um, acceptingyou.ca is his website. Um we got to get some more content up there, but he's on, he's on TikTok and Facebook, mostly TikTok. Um, 
he's younger. That's what they like. I love TikTok too. Um, Facebook, he has an Instagram. And so what it is, is, and this is all his idea. I just kind of knew the right people to, to get him going, but it was to make a gender reveal box where if somebody wanted to come out and they wanted to share with their family, they could have this like a gender reveal like you do when you're pregnant. So they get this little box. And um, right now he has made magnets, buttons, um, a notebook, bookmark with a little poem that I wrote on it for him. Um, and people can come out to their family um, that they are trans. And so, and then it, every box, this was the best part that he came up with that is the reason I said, let's make it a real business is that he said, every box will have a paper in there that tells others how to, um, help them with the transition. So what does it mean? We start with the definition of transgender. And then it's like questions to ask questions, not to ask, cause it's not your business. <laughs> and just to give them some kind of starting ground to be like, okay, I, I love you and I accept you. I just, and this is how I was when he first came out. I love you. I accept you, but I have no idea what this means to me, like for us, like, what is it? What am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed to ask? Like what, what is too far now being mom, nothing is off the table for me with like, that's our relationship. Um, but if it was just his friend, you know, there might be stuff that he's not ready to share yet. Or, hey, I'm telling you, mom, because I'm comfortable with you, but I'm not ready to tell my teacher yet. Stuff like that. And so he came up with that where there's an info sheet in all the boxes, which is so cool. I I thought it was so cool. Um, yeah. There's a definite, uh, some, some kind of relationship sometimes with, disability and trans. Um, the difference I think is what you were just saying that you can kind of put off, you know, until you're ready that you're trans. If you're disabled, especially mobility disabled, physically disabled, you know, and there's obvious things in your display paper going to notice you can't hide that or not tell talk about that stuff, you know. Um, so I think it's incredibly important that you were helping him get through this process and saying, okay, it's okay if you're not ready, um, but you're supporting him in both of these. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like it's super important. Like, I mean, being the parent, you're the first person that your kid should want to go to and talk to. Right. And so I've always tried, I've always tried to do my best for that to be the case and, uh, be the one to kind of guide him as best as I can, whether that's, you know, like I said, time management isn't his thing. So guiding him with how to learn that skill or guiding him with being ready to tell people that he's trans, which he totally is. So <laughs> I don't feel bad when I say it. I I, I did one interview and the person's like, is he okay with you saying all this stuff? I'm like, oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 If he 
probably be shared since that tire you know everything on tiktok and youtube and whatever else yeah. you know it's probably okay with you sharing whatever you want to share yeah exactly but it is a valid question and that's something that um because mm-hmm. we share so much i think it is also important to say like don't just share somebody else's information whether it's your kid your right. spouse only share it if you have permission from them or it's your story to share. If you're, if it's yours, then have at it. Exactly. And I think that's been the majority of the, the biggest problem is that people are so willing to share other people's personal journeys and stories without their permission. Yes. You might have been, you might have been a part of a big part of that story, but you weren't the subject of it. (laughs) You know, you weren't the main character of that story. Right, exactly. So even um, the second book that I published was about raising Lev from being pregnant right up to, I think it's like grade six. And even as I'm writing that book back then and going to publish it, I asked him, is it okay? And he said, yeah. And so I still had his permission from, from even back then to do it. Um, Cause he, he thought it was important already at that, at that age. So, and he even did the cover for the book. He designed the cover for the book and everything. That's great. What was the process in that? For him to, what kind of art was it? Um, so he used for that, um, was it, I think it was his computer. Yeah, he used a, an, a program on his computer um, to draw it, draw it out. So he did um, two, two faces because the book has my story as a mom and my friend's story as a mom with her son. Um, who has anxiety um, and learning disabilities. So he did the two pictures of, of their faces, like the, is that profile? I don't know, the side face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in the middle, and it, he came up with the concept himself. I just told him what the book was about too. So he's so creative. Um, and then in the middle, connecting the two is like the heartbeat line because both of them have anxiety. And then there's the little cross at the top, like you would see at a hospital, because oftentimes the anxiety leads them to have to go to the hospital. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He looks at it now though, and goes, I could do it so much better. Okay. But you're also like twice the age that you were when you did it. Right. Right. You have any questions? Um, yeah, so tell us a bit more about the other uh, books behind you that are the different. Sure. So um, the one there with my pretty purple hair, which purple doesn't last, um, that one just came out in, well, I guess it wasn't last year now, but two years ago, 2021. Um, and that one's about mental health. And so is the 
other one, that one right there. So the the first one that I published in 2017, that's poetry, um, dark stuff, but all mental health. And then the one with the purple hair, it's called Embracing Me. And it goes through how I came to terms with my depression um, and trying to let other people know, you know, it's okay to go talk to somebody. It's okay if you need medication. It's okay if you don't want to talk to people. Like it's, it's okay wherever you're at in your life right in this moment. Um, and then there's worksheets at the back. So each chapter comes with like something practical to do. So the one is like, write a letter to your younger self. So in the back, there's a worksheet so that they can do it. And so each chapter has that, um, same with the book that is about my son. It's, got um, worksheets at the back. So things that we learned going through a bajillion doctor's appointments, what does the doctor ask? Cause they tend to ask the same questions over and over. So we thought when we were doing the book, if there was just a worksheet to keep track of it all, then you just photocopy and give it to the doctor there done easy. <laughs> um, so there's those I have, um, I have a couple self-care journals. So they're the one, this, there we go. That one, <laughs> it's called be selfish. And, uh, because so many people think self-care, you know, oh, I'm taking time for myself when I should be doing X, Y, Z. Well, no, you're not being selfish to take time for yourself because you can't take care of other people. If you can't take care of yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that one, I wanted to do something a little different with that one. So it's for a whole year, there's 365 activities in it. So they range from journaling pages to coloring pages, um, some exercises in there. Cause I am a personal trainer. So I did a like quick little exercises in there, um, recipes in there, super easy ones. Cause I hate cooking, <laughs> um, crosswords, word searches. So it's something different. So it's basically designed as seven different sections, one for every day of the week with 52 worksheets activities in each one to make up the year. So there's that. Um, I also have a couple of kids books. So Diamond the Cat is for like really little kids. Uh, I actually had a cat named Diamond That's who inspired it. <laughs> and uh, so it's just a cute little kids book. Uh, Woofy the dog. Um, that's his first. He is a, he's going to be a series of books. My kid is doing the artwork for Woofy and he's taking forever. But the more I ask him to do it, the longer it seems to take. Um, so the one that's, that's available now is Woofie's trip to the hospital. And it's about Woofie, who's the stuffed dog who goes to different people's homes. And the kid that has him has to get his tonsils out. So he has to go to the hospital, get his tonsils out. So Woofie helps to make him brave. And so Woofie's all about making people brave. Um, I also have a couple social stories, things that I wish I knew about when my kid was younger. So social stories to help them gain different skills. So I got um, cleaning up after yourself, going to the bathroom and conversations, just simple ones. I did the artwork for them. So they're very simplistic. <laughs> um, and then my, my favorite thing that I've written is my collection of scary stories. I love all things horror. And so I wrote a book. It's got 10 short scary stories in it um none of them are too gory I kind of wrote it for like the tween teen in mind but adults can love it too so but that's that's pretty much all of them not so far <laughs> I wow. haven't yeah my, 
some marketing questions. Do you have like uh, some kind of page or? So yeah, it's uh, all, they're all available on Amazon. Uh, you can find them all on Amazon. If you just type my name and they'll all come up. Um, as well, I have a face or yeah, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, at most of them are at Randy Lee Boslaw. Facebook's at mm-hmm. RB Writing, and then my website is rbwriting.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my I have a new book coming out this year, Whoa. um, which is my new favorite book, just because I it, it it's very emotional. So this one is another nonfiction. And uh, it's about my brother. He died by drug overdose. It'll be two years when the book comes out. And so it took me a long time to write it for him. But uh, so it's about being the family member of somebody who has a drug addiction. Because oftentimes books are written from like the, the author is the person that had the addiction. Not to say those aren't good. Like they're great. I've read quite a few of them. They, they are fantastic books, but I haven't really seen one that was written from the family for the family. Um, so that was hard. Cause when I'm looking for resources dealing with it, I'm not finding kind of what I was looking for. Uh, so it's written and it starts with the day that I got the phone call that he was dead, um, to having to tell my mom because I was the one that told her, which was very interesting. Um, and then going through the funeral and then a talking about in there, it talks about risk factors of addiction. Um, so I do a bunch of research to share, you know, this person doesn't wake up every day and go, "Mm, I think I'm going to do some drugs. That sounds great. No, they Mm -hmm. there's is actually a mental health condition. So I talk about that a lot in the book and talk a lot about forgiveness, um, for ourselves and for the person and trying to move on, even though maybe you can't be close to them the way that you want to. So that's all on pre-order. That book is on pre-order right now on Amazon and it's called Goodbye Too Soon. Um, um, yeah, comes out May 20th. Yeah, that should be a good read with the others. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a few good reads. I have a good collection going of things. Oh, wow. I'll make my whole own library. <laughs> uh, so any other things, your prospect, pro, yeah. <laughs> sorry, any other prospect things that you or your son are working on and want to, I know, I know he's still finding himself and figuring out what he wants to do, yeah. but it, besides, you know, com, coming out and doing the box, the reveal boxes, does he have any other things he wants to accomplish? Uh, Well, he wants to get his license. So he has his beginners and he's taking driving school right now. And it's so scary. (laughs) I think all parents feel that way, but uh, that's, that is what his uh, big thing is right now is he's working on his drive to get his driver's license and uh, be able to drive all by himself. So that's his his next goal as well as finish high school because he's in grade 11. And he has talked about wanting to go to college. So we'll see where that leads us. He's got, he's got time to figure that out, but he does, he is starting to look to the future, which is good. Cause that's something that never would yeah. have crossed his mind before. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
And then of course he has that event coming up with Crime Stoppers later this year where he gets to present. So if he enjoys doing that, if he enjoys presenting, then who knows what that might uh, lead him to want to do. Right. And I, you know, it's great. Like I said, that you're supporting him in this stuff because I feel like, you know, if society succeeds in making us feel bad about ourselves from a disability side or the trans side, um, in my case, I can say personally, um, when that happened, I'm not, I wasn't able to uh, successfully communicate and explain my journey to others so that they felt comfortable sharing their journeys with me so we can talk it out and discuss things, you know, openly. I wasn't able, I wasn't in a mental space to be able to do that. So until you find the right support and the right support system to, to, to do things, you, you can't achieve that. So thank goodness that he's got that behind him or, you know, where he can go to college and be able to find himself in that scenario as well. Yeah, that, that's very true. Cause like I talked about how um, I had, de- I have depression and stuff. And when I wrote my first book back in 2017 with the poetry, I was more than happy to share the poetry, but I didn't want to share much else. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Um, and then by the time 2021 comes and I'm doing uh, embracing me, I was ready to share it all. I'm an open book now. Ask me anything. And so it does, it takes a long time, like you said, cause you get to know yourself. So even even in my thirties, I was still trying to figure out who the heck I was, who the heck I am or going to be. Um, and so as a teenager, that's a lot harder <laughs> to do. I do not miss being a teenager at all. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point that we just, it can be kind of hard to figure out who we are. So it's especially important for the family dynamic to be somewhere deep where you feel safe to share and be who you are and not be judged for being having a disability or in this case being trans as well, you know, so that you can be the best person you can be. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. And so hopefully he feels that way. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Most days. Sure does. But I'm uh, sorry. 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 Um, but it sounds like you're very proud of him. And you're very happy with where he's headed. I I am very um, proud of him. He's definitely come a very long way. And uh I think he's going to do some very cool things in the future. And that's all, you know, that's all been a bit of, uh, when you're brought up in a, 
in a, in a positive environment where you're supported, you know, that that's a whole foundation for who you can be and what you can achieve in your in your future, you know. So Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see where uh, life takes him because it's been interesting so far. And he's always giving me ideas for books. Like most of my scary stories came from pictures that he drew. And I was like, oh, I could tell you a story about that. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the... <laughs> don't have mm -hmm. I think it was a great interview. Yeah. Good. Anything else you want to talk about or the where we missed or um no, because I, I talked about my new book and all of my social medias to find me. So that's it's kind of me mm -hmm. in a nutshell. I, I mean, I, I always have things I could talk about, but <laughs> the things I Things I wanted to point out, I've pointed out. Okay. Thanks, uh, Randy Lee, for taking the time to speak with us and share your journey and your well, son's journey. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is great. It was good. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.